live from our respective apartments, it's Just Meaningful Plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Katie Clay and Nava, and Chris Dockham Goodman. Chris, welcome back to the podcast. It is season seven. We've got a premiere. And oh boy, are there things to discuss. There is so much to discuss, which is great that this is just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast. Um, In case you are just joining us, I don't know why you would. I'm Chris, she's Katie, um, and we are ballroom experts, and there are so many ballroom-only things to discuss in this episode. It's going to be exclusively dancing. Have you seen the movie Strictly Ballroom? No. Oh, it's very good. It's Baz Luhrmann's first movie, and it's, like, really... It, there's a couple of things where I'm like, oh, that's so romantic. And, like, I just, I think about it all the time. <laughs> they live rent-free in my head. So maybe I need to watch it. It's, it's old. Um, Yeah, it's, like, 92, 93, maybe. And it's an it was Australian only as a production, because, of course, he was Australian. And then he used that movie as a calling card to get William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet. Okay. I'm into this. I'm into this. And Strictly Ballroom is probably, like, unconfirmed, but, like, probably why uh, the BBC version of Dancing with the Stars is called Strictly Come Dancing. The power that man has. The influence. The, uh, we don't need to do that. Whatever that. the quote is. We don't have time for this, Chris. We can't be cute and funny. Get our heads on straight. My, have... my head is not on straight. I have lost my mind today. <laughs> We have 13 dances to get through. We have a national treasure to talk about. Yes, I am referencing Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to reference, like, before we do this, we have to talk about two national treasures who both do their best to keep this episode on the rails, but, like, fail spectacularly. Tom Bergeron and Samantha Harris in this episode are truly doing A-plus hosting work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get there when we get there, but oh my god, did they have their work cut out for them. And they they do it. I literally, I don't often share, like, clips of the show with my family um, because of disinterest on their part, but... <laughs> Um, with Cloris Leachman, and we'll get there when we get there, I literally sent, like, a two-minute-long video that I took of my laptop playing, and I sent it to them, and I was like, the show has never gone this far off the rails, and it is masterful. I mean, the way that Tom is trying to wrangle... Like, he's trying to herd cats. You have Samantha, who is just, like, basically letting the moment play out and doing her best. Yep. And she's, look, it's, she looks spectacular in this episode. I don't know what it is, but I was like, oh, my good lord. It Like, her styling was so yes. good. The dress and, like, the ha- everything the about hair. her. The hair. The hair. Oh, my god. She just. Mm. Mm. So let's start off with our first contestant. It is Cody Lindley and his partner, Julianne Huff, performing a cha-cha-cha. We've got the youngest ever competitor. 
but don't worry, folks, he's legal on the show. His introduction is so painfully white boy in 2008. Oh, yeah. On the inside, I was so excited and I was screaming. But on the outside, I was like, hey, Julianne, what's up? It's like, oh, okay. And he's got the hair and he's like, something people don't know about me is I love to beatbox and rap. And then proceeds to show us his beatboxing. And I was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. The hair. Hannah Montana actor. Go for it. Yep. Here's the thing. I hate to say this. So I saw some Hannah Montana around this time because this was like a good age for my younger sister to be watching Hannah Montana or at least like Disney Channel, whatever. Um, And I will say I did at the time, like around this time would have been like, oh yeah, Cody Lindley's hot. Um, Oh yeah. Now, of course I can say that speaking of like past me, 13 years ago, me was like, oh He's hot. Now, me now is just like, Chris, what was it with you and, like, people with bowl cuts or terrible hair when you were young? We don't have time to psychoanalyze that. We have 13 dances to talk about, Christopher. Jake Jake Lloyd in Phantom Menace was, like, one of my first ever crushes. Really? And I hate that about me. I love that about you. But mostly when he gets the haircut at the end and he has the terrible Padawan rat tail, but he, like, looks at Natalie Portman and does the little smirk, and, like, that was it for me. Game over. Anyway. (laughs) I want to ask you to share embarrassing details on the pod, but I'm like, A, your family doesn't listen, so they won't care. B, my family is already stuck listening to that. So... It's fine. They will enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Now I know more about you. You know who my first crush was. Patrick Swayze, Dirty Dancing. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, And I have nothing to be embarrassed about with that. (laughs) So this cha-cha-cha is, like, weirdly styled in, like, a 20s garb. Hollywood glam. He's in, like, a full-blown suit jacket. And I just kept being like take the jacket off so i can see his hips i just liked that they gave him a good hairstyle by like slicking the hair back i was like okay yes this is good um so you didn't get enough hips i didn't get an i oh i don't know i wouldn't say that i didn't get enough hips but i couldn't see them super well he had okay He showed a lot of promise, and Mm -hmm. I want to start off with that, is, like, I do think he has good potential. But there was some very weird arm moves. There was a weird frame issue. Like, it, yeah. The problem is I can't even tell what was wrong with his posture. I was like, is his butt sticking out? Is it that it's just, like, he's sort of being floppy? I could not tell. But you're right. There are some nice hit moments he's got some potential there yes and it was an okay-ish way to i was i'm surprised you start off the night with him i guess i don't know if there's a really good starter dance here you're not wrong like it's not a bad night of 
It's weird. It's not a good night of dances, but it's not a bad one. It's just kind of oh, all I disagree. I think it's a good night of dancing. I think it's I think it's good. There was nothing that like overly excited me. There's one that well, excited me, but there is there's also things where I'm gonna I'm gonna len up the podcast. But um, it, like I don't know. And the judges set the the judges set the scores very low. This is a low baseline. Yes, and. It continues that way for the the entire night. Uh, Cody sees all sixes for an eighteen. So the, there's booze in the ballroom, and there will be booze for every six throughout the night. But there are a lot of them, so everybody's in the same boat. Yeah. So I wouldn't be booing by the end. I'd be like, okay, we're just setting this is our level. Yep. Well, because if you think about it, Christy Yamaguchi last season. All she could really grow was about two points. And that has to be frustrating when you can own... I mean, I don't know if frustrating is the right word. Mm-hmm. It It's limiting. Yes. And so I think the judges maybe take it a hair too far. But I understand why we did it. I understand why we put the bar as low as we did. Because you want them to have room to grow. And I also think it's okay. Because we have inflated scores over time that we might mm-hmm. as well... I mean, we can we can lower that back down. It will take a minute to get used to, I think, but mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. So, 18 for him. And we move on to Rocco Despirito, Celebrity Chef, and Karina Smirnoff. They dance a foxtrot. And Karina is injured. Yep sprained her ankle either that day or the day before at dress rehearsal Mm -hmm. not great it sounded like it was that morning before the actual dress rehearsal okay so she dances anyway but i'm like oh boy what's happening here did you see it i mean they show it i wish they didn't show it it looked like an ankle snap and it was somehow just a sprain Mm Mm-hmm. He's got a very endearing boy-next-door personality, so I really enjoyed him in the package. I found him really delightful, and I would maybe have a crush on him. I I had no opinions on him from the package. I was like, okay, he's fine. Of course, of course. As to the dance... It was a thing that happened. <laughs> he was so rubber boned. Like he had no frame. Yeah. His shoulders just kept like popping up and at times. And I can't tell if I liked the skips they were doing or not. Cause they were doing a lot of like skipping. And I was like, it's, it's. But he was, he was doing so much more than Karina. So it wasn't like a this was stylistically what we were super going for. He was just like... Uh, Skipping. Yeah, he was just so loose in everything he was doing. Yeah. Timing clearly got way off. It, mm-hmm. it... We'll see what he brings to the table next time. He did his best. Yes. So who knows what he'll bring to the chef's table going forward. Yeah. He gets a four from Len, 
five from the outsides for a score of 14. We said we were going low. We went low. I think if you looked when Len flipped the four in the background, people looked kind of surprised that they would go that low. But I think by this dance, it set a precedent. And I was okay with that. By now I'm like, okay, this is just going to be a low scoring season, not because they are bad, but like we're just setting a lower standard so we can build. Yes. Which I think I think is okay. I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for it. I know I'm repeating myself. I don't care. My brain is gone. I don't want your criticisms. Give me a four. Who cares? We're setting the bar. We're setting the bar low for this season, so it will only get better. I wish I had an eleven. Are you trying to do Mario doing Len Goodman? Sure. Yes, that's what I was going for. Because it was just as good a Len impression. Okay, I wasn't even going for the British accent. I used my own accent. Anyway, move on. Call out the Iceman. (laughs) Tony Braxton, Alec Mazo, cha-cha-cha. She was recently diagnosed with something, but I didn't catch what she was diagnosed with. It was some sort of heart disease, but I really didn't catch what it was either. Okay. She's a very reserved energy in the yes. package. Um, yeah, I didn't have a lot of thoughts on, like, the partnership. Alec brought a lot more personality to this one. And speaking to the dance, I feel like it was one of the first. It's It's the most full out we've gotten to see Alec dance with a partner. Yes. I... I really liked that he was dancing so much, but still made it look like she was also doing a lot, too. Yeah. It was a really neat trick. I really enjoyed the dance. It had a ballroom feel to it. I thought she danced well. She, in my opinion, is going to need to move on, like, sticky, or need to work on sticking her moves, but... I thought she did a really excellent job. I was very pleasantly surprised. And she shows, I feel like she has a good, like, baseline, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Um, I thought it was well choreographed. She has a lot of potential to be great. I was, she was one of the more impressive dances of the night for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Carrie-Anne was very generous, I thought, in her, um, whatever. Critique? Remarks. Because she was like, that felt like a week five dance, and I would not go that far. Oh, no, I wouldn't go that far either. I was like, this is a good week one dance. (laughs) Yes. But I think that maybe plays on, I really do think Alec was able to dance full out. And Tony was still doing a lot as well. So maybe because of that, it was like, oh, there's just so much in it. Could be. Could be. I, and Carrie Ann also had just had to watch Rocco's Foxtrot. So anything was going to look like a week five dance. Oh my God. <laughs> You're not wrong. 
I mean, you could have put Jeff's dance out, and it would have, well, maybe not that one. <laughs> we'll get there. Boop. <laughs> Katie, would you like to tell me the scores? I would love to, Chris. He's, or, he, Tony Braxton and Alec see a score of 22778. We should call her Girl Tony, and we can call Tony Devolani Bad Boy of Ballroom Tony Devolani. Uh, no, Bad Boy of the Ballroom's uh, Maxim Shermakovsky. Uh, but I still but hold that when Tony, when Tony, like, introduced himself, he knew that he was the real bad boy of the ballroom. And we know yeah. Tony's personality, so obviously he is the worst boy. <gasps> Should yeah. we call him worst boy? <laughs> He's not yeah, a bad boy. Perfect. He's worst boy. Yep. All right. That's, well, that's it. That's we'll get one. to him. For now, let's go to let's go to a good boy. Let's go to a really charming, delightful, fun, personality-filled man. Mm-hmm. It is Sprinter Maurice Green and Cheryl Motherforking Burke. Mm-hmm. He's got a really fun personality. I like Tim in the package. I found him a delight. He just, he was, he was so charming. I know, he was. I think he has a lot of potential from this foxtrot. He really understood the style and he was performing it. Didn't always execute the dance, but it's clear, like, sometimes you get the athletes who don't understand how to perform on your face, how to do that stuff. He got it. He, he I, got the style. I agree with you, but, like, I thought that the beginning was just so painfully slow and was just so bored. So, like, he started out, and I was like, oh, no. And he was surprisingly light on his feet while also looking, like, hollow-legged. <laughs> like, I don't know how to say, like, surprisingly light on his feet while also looking heavy-footed. Explain that one. Like, I, I know that that's a contradiction, but that's how it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, It really picked up speed as it went on, and so then I was like, oh, okay, I really like this. So, I was maybe not as into it as you were, but I think he does show good potential. I just think it probably helped. His package was my favorite so far. I really connected to him. So as soon as he started, I was rooting for him. And he's with Cheryl. So And he's with Cheryl. <laughs> Always a plus. Yeah. So he sees a score of straight sixes. He gets 18. Nowhere to go but up. Yep. Well, I mean, technically he could go down, but... Nowhere to go but up. Next up, Katie, are you ready to huff and puff and blow this house down? It's Brooke Burke! And St. Derek. I was just so... Derek's introduction, I was like, no, Derek. But Brooke, yes? I I am like just it this is going to be really hard for me. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. Because this is not the brook I am used to. I at know. all. Because can can we say something that's probably gonna be too mean? Yeah. I'm used to her having no personality. Yes. <laughs> and so to see this like charming, bubbly, like mama for excited to be i was just like i am this is not what i'm used to i yeah i i just already and it it's so hard it's going to be so hard to talk about brooke this season knowing she's going to be like a fixture on dancing with the stars for a long time for a long time so it's sort of weird because I, I feel like we're basically just going to be, like, I know we have such expectations for her, but in the way that she's started, it's like, okay, I guess we automatically love her now. Because she has personality, she's good, she has, and she's going to be important. Therefore, Brooke Burke forever. Like, that's how I feel. No, I don't feel that way. <laughs> Oh, I feel that way that I'm like, oh, I'm going to be biased towards Brooke whether or not I want to. And you apparently are going to be biased against her. (laughs) Maybe. But I feel like right now I can be like decently objective with her and I can just kind of like take her as I'm seeing her. I don't feel like I'm overly zealous about her. Um, because to be perfectly frank, I thought the dance left some stuff to be desired. Um, so I don't think that I'll be like automatically gung ho, completely team Brooke. I just think I'm going to be like, wow, you are, (laughs) you are exceeding my, (laughs) to be very kind, my slightly low expectations. Yeah. And you're good. And I know we like you. Because you just are here. So therefore, Brooke Burke. Like, I don't know. I can't describe it. I don't know what's happening. What's making me laugh is I think I am that way about a different contestant. Is it the one that I'm thinking of? Of course it is. I mean, based on the text you sent me, and I was like, okay, I think you're too No, far. no, 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 it's not her. It's a oh, different... okay. It's... Okay. 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 We'll get there. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll get there. Katie, we're just... My, my brain can't handle going off the rail. You going off the rails, too. Only one I'm of us I'm not off the rails! This. I'm not right well, now I'm well you're track. leading you're leading me off them i gently took your hand and i showed you where the track lays i did not push you off i did not lead you off is, i just showed you where the track is is what you're saying that you were being like a cat of the railway train Um, you know, okay. honestly, can I tell you something? <laughs> Last night, I was home alone, at the gym, feeling a certain way, 
and almost cried because I could not watch Cats at that time. Um, Friday night, it was past a certain time of night. I convinced my friends to stop watching the Phantom of the Opera anniversary concert so that I could just rave about Diana again. And I had so many thoughts. And did I actively cry at one point because I had so many emotions from Camilla? Yeah. <laughs> she just... Okay. No, okay. shut the up no no okay. we are not doing that okay no, no. Cam- we've we've been so mean to camilla parker boys. no shut the f- up we're not talking about camilla we're not <sighs> talking about camilla no okay okay are you saying that are you making herbie the villain no i'm just saying oh, i'm not you're gonna just trying- talk about this right now <laughs> oh you're just trying to get us to talk about dancing with the stars yes yes We're not talking about Camilla. If you want to hear me talk about Camilla, please stay tuned for our spinoff podcast solely focusing on the life of Camilla Parker Bowles. Okay, Brooks Dance. Brooks Dance. She's in pants, which I was kind of surprised at because Derek was talking about how good her legs are. I, okay. I think in a few weeks she will be dazzling. But she did not seem confident out there. I thought it was very trick-heavy, which was an interesting choice to do in week one. She had good hips and she moved well, but I didn't love it. They needed more body contact. I just needed... I, I need her to sell me on it. She went in waves for me. She wasn't always serving face, but sometimes she was. Yes, she wasn't yes. always stiff. But sometimes it seemed a little stiff. Like, I, I mm-hmm. thought there was a lot there. It just, I, I will say, I will judge the dance a little more harshly than I was judging the rest. Uh, just talking. Um, It just, it was, it was good. It was definitely overscored. Yes. But like, it was, it was one of the best ones yet. Yeah, yeah. For me, it would have been appropriate as all sevens, as is. Carrie Ann gives it a seven, the boys give it eights, and she scores 23. It's going to put her in the lead for the evening. Next up, it's sitcom star Ted McGinley and Ina, his partner. What did you think of the new pro and him? I maybe hate him. I'm not even kidding. I found myself rolling my eyes so much at his, like, I'm a man's man. I'm doing this for all the beer drinking, construction worker, like, your your everyday man. And I I was just like, you are a Hollywood actor. Shut up. I kind of love that he was not the only male contestant to say something like that in this episode, which made me laugh very hard. Um, but I get where he's coming from because the role he's best known for on it, like it, the show was married with children. And so yeah. like, that's sort of his demographic that he was successful in. So I, I didn't have a problem with it. I was just like, whatever. Um, and he danced exactly as I expected him to. 
And that's that's my entire review. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. Okay, well, because I thought that he did pretty well. Oh, well, then we have different opinions. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was super smooth up top, which maybe was taken away from some of the rise and fall. But, like, he felt incredibly suave to me. For me, I just couldn't get past the fact that it felt like there were timing issues all over the dance. Yeah. So I just, I couldn't look past that. I was like, he's he's not getting the musicality. He's not fo- always following the beat. I had an issue there. Straight sixes at 18. A thing that happened. I think I just sounded a lot harsher than I meant to. Because it was good, but I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I was expecting. Like, I don't necessarily see a lot of potential, but it was fine. Yeah. What am I doing in this episode? I don't care. Okay. Is this it? Is this the one? Is this the one? No. Okay. Who who are you in love with? Who do you think? Oh, shut up. I'm not even doing shut a bit. Shut up. No, I I'm know. I'm not even doing I know. a bit. And now I'm like, ugh, shut up. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there, folks. We're going to get there in the last, it's the second to last one we'll talk about. Oh my god, you have no idea who I'm in love with. Yeah. Yes. Who do you think I'm in love with? We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> okay. I know I'm right. I think you're confused. <laughs> I know I, I'm right. I, I think you're confused about your own opinion. Oh yeah. That makes that tracks. I thought you were going to be in love with Lance Bass. Oh, that's right. Of course you wouldn't love him. No. I don't agree with his lifestyle choices. (laughs) And now Lacey can never get married to him. (laughs) I love that she Um, just threw that little joke in. Okay, so Lance Bass and Lacey Schwimmer. Yeah, Lance Bass is who we're talking about. Lacey, I forgot how much I really like her. It's so funny because she doesn't, like, she comes across as, like, pop punk princess, but, like, she is so nice. Like, she's mm-hmm. such a lovely person, it feels like. Yeah. I thought that they seemed to really get along well yes. in the rehearsals. They seem like they have a genuine friendship. I kind of rolled my eyes when he's like, athletes have taken over the competition and it's time for an entertainer to take home the trophy is he wrong he's not wrong but it just is like oh i wasn't aware that entertainers and athletes had some unspoken like but but he's trying to say like okay the past four seasons have been won by athletes he wants to be like i want to have a chance to win i want to win like i think that was fair I just thought it was funny. I think you're just being too harsh against him. No, I just genuinely, like, I just, I would think it's kind of odd if anyone makes that statement. Like, I just think it's a weird, what, athletes versus entertainers. This is some sharks versus jets feud we've got going on. Like, calm down, guys. You're all, you're all C-list celebrities competing on this show, okay? We're not... 
let's let's remind ourselves where we are. I don't think that's fair. There's at least one D-list celebrity in this cast. <laughs> and are you calling, um, are you calling Chloris C-list? No, no, Chloris is not C-list. Because she I may not be necessarily like C-list. super relevant, but like yeah. she's not a C-list. No, Whatever. she's an icon. Um. Okay. This is really good. Len Goodman says it best because Len is great at his job. What, <laughs> what they did, they did so well. <laughs> However. <laughs> However, it was young and modern. I'm old and traditional. I mean, it wasn't. They had cha-cha things in it, but it wasn't really a cha-cha. <laughs> No, it was. Here's the thing. I am gonna sound. I already know that you're gonna come for me, and I just don't even care. It was a fun and entertaining dance. Yes, it was. He is a natural performer. Yes, he is. He had such an easiness, easiness, and like a nonchalant energy. But that was messing with his posture. That was taking away from this dance style, and so he needs to work on refinement i understand that this comes naturally and easy to him however i want him to still be doing the things that he needs to do it's not necessarily about going out and giving the best performance and you can't that you can in those 60 seconds you still have to do a good dance yes no i'm not gonna come for you at all because like he dances and performs it well but like it's not really a good cha-cha performance it doesn't necessarily have all the technique that you need in what you'd expect from a cha-cha-cha so i i think you're right on the money there were so many cool things i mean that little like break dancey sort of leg swing Uh under the leg i was just like oh my goodness I, i mean it's such a good dance it's not a good I feel like I'm talking about Mario and Karina and their rule-breaking tango. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't a cha-cha-cha. No. So I want to score but it highly, was... but I can't. Yeah. But I'm excited. I think this oh, is fine. No. You push the bounds. You got scolded. You kind of got rewarded. You're going to have to take your lickings and change your tune. And I think that he'll... I, I think I will fall in love with him eventually. The, the problem, sorry, light spoilers ahead. I feel like I recall that Lacey really doesn't learn the lesson, oh, let's not push the boundaries. I'm pretty sure her brand is always, we're just going to keep doing this. And I kind of think so, hope too. that the show follows suit with her. If she were a pro now, I think, like, this cha-cha would have scored more highly. Yes, but I like agree. at this time, she's a little ahead of her time. But like, we say ahead of her time as though the show changed for the better in moving away from traditional or traditional values of ballroom dancing. What am I saying? I'm saying traditional values really close to Lance Bass, and I'm like, uh oh, Chris, don't become what Katie is. Um, <laughs> scores a twenty two eight six eight. And now, you think incoherence has already reigned. The show is about to turn totally batty. 
the show will not recover for the rest of the episode. Um, and who knows, maybe we will never recover for the rest of this episode because it is time for just somebody that I cannot believe is dancing at that age. Somebody who I can't believe moves as well as they do. It's Corky Ballas. Thank you. I did. Here, no, here's here's the thing. Did you notice that Len was making a joke like that about like basically saying all those things and was going to do a bait and switch to be like, so good for you, Corky. And because Cloris was doing just insanity, it completely got buried. And it was so I mean, I howled that Len had set up this beautiful bit and it just gets completely lost. Oh, no, I did not realize that's what he was going to do because oh, no. I was vastly distracted yeah i mean i i laughed so hard because i was like len worked so hard for that and nobody's gonna see it and she stole the show yep and so of course we are talking about the legend cloris leachman she is so gd funny she i i cannot believe she is 82 and doing this show. My grandmother is 82 and needs assistance getting out of a chair. No shade, Grandma, but Cloris Leachman could literally run laps around you. I mean, she was running after Corky. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, the package was, was already wild. They do the dance. We can get through this really quickly. I My notes go... Oh no. Some definite mistakes, but who cares? Robbed goddess. She is 82 and doing that. She looked like she was floating at times. Definitely forgot part of it, but who cares? Not me. So it's obviously very sedate. She does mess some things up, forget some things, doesn't always extend her arms. Um, but it was a good routine for her. Like, I liked Corky's choreography for her. And I just wished that she was executing better. Yes. Like, it, it's a case of I didn't need there to be more material. I just needed the material that was there to be done better. Yeah. And unfortunately, it isn't quite. But then it doesn't matter because legs go on the table. Um, Cloris puts her cleavage out for Len like she sits on Carrie Ann's lap and makes Carrie Ann lose her lighting I mean it's just it is the funniest it is the funniest most unhinged thing because she walks up to the judges and Bruno's you know critiquing a little bit and she just sticks one leg up on the table and, and Bruno and... doesn't notice at first no and then he like kisses her leg and she kind of gives him a look and you can tell that tom's like i don't know what we're doing but i'm gonna kind of let her do her thing but also i need to keep us on time (laughs) yes and she goes and she kneels in front of len and she has her hands up pleading with him and he starts doing his bait and switch and she's just like oh whatever screw you and she just decides to leave while he's setting up his joke it's so funny talking she comes back over but she's not like on her knees now and she's just kind of bending over the table and like just goes 
mind your cleavage. And Tom loses it. That is the moment where Tom has lost all control. The show has never been so unhinged. It is the funniest it is the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life. And what's worse is, it gets worse. <laughs> yes! And then, and then Carrie Ann starts, and she's like, Carrie Ann goes, come sit down, <laughs> and I think Cloris takes offense to that, and is like, I'll sit on your lap, and like, she does! The and Carrie Ann truly is does. out of the spotlight, which is so funny. Um, Carrie gives a full critique that Cloris doesn't listen to because when Cloris gets up, she's like, okay, what do you have to say to me? Yes. And Carrie like, I just said it. It's, it is, it, the show has never been so out of control, but it is so freaking yep. funny. Then Tom, like, basically is trying to herd Cloris to go backstage. Yep. And she will not move. No. Like, I, and he's like trying to do it subtly, like, okay, head on back, and like all this stuff. Samantha's and then he's trying to talk. Only back there. And I mean, it takes so long for her to move that he finally, like, finishes his, it, like, his talk that he's supposed to give while she's moving to throw it to Samantha. He just starts doing a dance and then realizes that Cloris has, <laughs> Cloris has popped back out. Uh, like from behind the curtain so she is still not with samantha like it's just it like so of course when they get to samantha samantha literally throws her cue card with questions and is like we're not doing any of these um because well Cloris and it's a takes, standing ovation yeah, Cloris takes room. forever Every... to get back because everybody is standing for her it is every pro and contestant is on their feet i mean it is if if you have ever, we don't often say you have to go watch these clips, but go watch that clip mm-hmm. because it is incredible. I mean, I know we just recapped it beat by beat, but like it's go watch it. It's incredible because then Cloris proceeds to curse several times. Um, <laughs> she reveals how things are like. She reveals that Samantha is reading the number off of a card that somebody just, like, scrawled the the score on. So she's like, they can't even do math here. I mean, it is... <laughs> um, so 655, she scores 16, but, like, she has won our hearts. Yes. Has Jeff Ross won your heart yet? Well, we're not gonna talk about him yet. Yeah, he's next. Oh! Nope, we're not talking about him yet. Next up. (laughs) Okay. Katie, has Kim Kardashian taken your heart yet? Yes, Chris. She is the one that I am Brooke Birking. Bye. (laughs) Chris has uh, taken off his headphones. Do the show! Chris has taken off his headphones and walked away. I have done nothing to warrant this kind of behavior. I am just simply stating the truth. Kim Kardashian. I'm watching Kim her. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Listen, he's not even back in frame yet. I'm just going to talk. It's just me and the audience. Finally, the show proper. She 
my expectations were so low for her because I know that she does horrifically on this show. And so I was prepared to be like, this is going to be awful. Like I was prepared for Jeffrey Ross level dancing out of her because I know that she can't dance. And because I know that she is not musically talented and can barely count to four. And so when it starts and it ends, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was like actually not horrible. They had a good body contact they had a good connection I was so pleasantly surprised because I was prepared for the worst had good content had good rise and fall felt like a good proper dance okay I I thought it was fine that was kind of my takeaway like it was fine I wished that her legs were more like the word I wrote down was Jessica Rabbit I just need her to, like, use her legs to perform and seduce. Yeah. And they weren't doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kim Kardashian. Okay. Yeah, of course I am. Well, but this is, I, I don't know if this will continue. This was, I had my expectations set so low. Because I, that's how I've always heard her talked about yeah. in reference to the show. And so I was like, oh, this is a fine week one dance. I I think we're also probably harsh because she came on the show when she was like just becoming a name. But it was like yeah. a, she hasn't done anything to warrant this celebrity. Being on so the I, show. I think we're, we're probably meaner about her being on the show because this was like. I mean, we've, we haven't had any real housewives. We haven't had any of, like, our quote-unquote, yes. like, reality stars really being on this now. Yes, we've had some, like, C, D-list celebrities, but it feels like they've done something before they got a reality yeah. show. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I truly, this was not what I expected. I, I'm going to be honest, I thought you were in love with Warren Sapp because it, we'll talk about why yeah. later. Um, okay, six seven six nineteen. Great. Next. Susan! The streak is over, Susan Lucci! And Tony Tavolani dancing a cha-cha-cha. Um, did you love the clip from All My Children that they played for her? Yeah. Her slapping that was out of someone. Language. Um... I, it's the only word that can be used for that slap. I'm sorry, that might be our first curse word on the show, but it is the only way you can describe that slap. Um, the, it, uh, but I loved the setup that she like walks in so sad, and the other woman's like, "Oh, did you forget something?" And she says, "Yes, this slap." This. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I was kind of mad they didn't use the clip. That won her the Emmy? No, I, I think this is much more indicative of Erica Kane from what and I And more recent, with. I would guess, too. I wish that they had played part of the Emmy clip. Like, oh. Susan! Oh, Oprah! <laughs> oh, they're playing me off. No! No, <laughs> Kelly Ripa says no. Is it not just incredible? Yeah. The dance. 
She is so scared. She gives me, you're going to hate me for this, but I, it's my truth and I have to speak my truth on this show. She gives me Jane Seymour vibes. Yes, but like Jane never felt this unconfident. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I feel, I agree. She's here to fit the same trope. And she's a classy, really lovely lady. Yes, and when she's out there, it does look very dainty. Like, I wasn't necessarily getting scared, and maybe I should have been getting scared. I was getting dainty. Yeah, no, I just got, like, she was clearly so nervous. It felt like she was hardly performing. This is going to sound harsh. I thought it was a more sedate performance than Cloris Leachman's. You're not wrong. Uh, I was just like, they clearly finished very early. She needs to work on planting her feet. She just needs to stick it. She needs to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. I freaking loved. Bruno says, you looked like a lovely lady. The cha-cha is a slut. <laughs> and so Susan decides to take up the mantle of there have already been crazy things happening at the judges' table. Yep. So she walks right on over to Bruno's like, you want to see the slut? And she just starts, like, going to make Putting out Putting her leg him. up. It's... Yep. And I, it leads to one of my favorite quips when, or when Tom sends them backstage and just says to Bruno, you're getting more action tonight than you have in six seasons. And Bruno earnestly goes, I know! But none of Straight it is vibes. None of it oh, is what? action that none of it is action that Bruno would want. <laughs> no, none two of it is. women and Jeff Ross. No, no, thank you. Yeah. So you said the score. I interrupted yep, straight you. Straight fives. Fifteen. It is what it is. Next up, it's Misty May Trainer and the return of the bad boy of the ballroom, Maxim Shimerkovsky. She is fresh off the plane from Beijing. I thought the package was fun. She's enjoyable. I like her. Um, Yeah. She has got very long legs. Uh Uh-huh. I needed more stylization from them like I do from Kim. Okay. She was she I was a little too like athletic in her legs, where I needed them to extend and be graceful and like the legs needed to be sexy. And that's not really what she was giving. Yeah. I was just really surprised because she was kind of performing with her face at times. And so I was like, oh, okay, like she's bought in, like she's doing well, like this will be good. But I do agree that like, there was just something missing at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it Carrie Ann that said it wasn't elegant enough? Mm-hmm. I, I was with her. I, I thought it was a, a pretty good performance. I wanted elegance. Yeah. So she's got room for improvement, but a, but a good start for sure. Mm-hmm. I thought she messed up at one part and it got a little wonky. But yeah, it was a good start. And I think she knows what she needs to work on. I just never love packages where it's like a man being like, you need to be more like a lady. It's like, okay. But but it's the ballroom. I 
get it, but I just, I never love it. Yeah. What? Now you're going to tell me that I should love it? Yeah, Katie, have you considered smiling more on this podcast? No. Katie, I'm not sure that gesture was very ladylike. It's not, but it's my favorite. I, of course. There's this. (laughs) I, of course, am here to serve toxic masculinity on the podcast. Always been your role. Always. Would you like to see a gesture I enjoy? Yeah. Not my fave. Not my favorite. This is (laughs) such an audio medium. (laughs) Yeah, thank God. (laughs) Just imagine what you might have been seeing and pretend that it's not that bad. Yeah. Because it wasn't. We are good, pure individuals, just like the pure fun that is... Oh yeah, score. 6, 8, 7, 21. Just like the pure fun that is Warren Sapp and Kim Legs for Days Johnson. Yeah, I loved I, his personality. I thought you were going to love, I thought this was your one because I know it's easy comparisons. Joey Fatone and Emmett Twinkletoes. Like, that's where I thought you were gonna just decide you had to love him. But the thing, we were talking about how Brooke is someone that we have this preconceived notion with. And so then you're okay. maybe giving more benefit. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. So that's why it was Kim. But like, I know. did I really? Yeah. I guess I just thought as soon as he pops on the screen and it's like, oh, another NFL player. But he's like basically Emmett Smith again. I thought you were going to be like, oh, well, now I must love him. It- the thing is... Is I also really love Emmett, and I was, like, so enamored with him that, like, how I am about things that I love is it's like, well, you're not Emmett. So I don't know that, I, I did really, really like Warren, but, like, he's no Emmett. I, th- I thought he's fun because his size feels like it's going to cause work against him because yeah. like whereas emmett smith is like a toned l- larger person yeah. Warren sap is a is a defensive lineman so he's yes. not as toned he's just kind of yes. bulky um but he he made it look so easy it was fun mm-hmm. he was he was really light on his feet he just yes. doesn't always hold his frame. You could tell that he was thinking about every move, too. Um, but he, he has great energy in his feet, and he was a little stiff from time to time. But he's he's he is fun, he is engaging, and you know that he's hopefully probably going to go decently far. And so I know that, like, we've got a good base, we've got good potential... I think he's going to be someone who I am really rooting for. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. All sevens for 21. So clearly from all these scores, it's a lot of like, there's a lot of sixes given out a decent number of sevens. So we're, we're all, 
we're all in a it's not a tight range but it's kind of a, a lower range than usual i think we're in a good spot though because yes. you've got scores ranging from 23 to 12 yes which is a wide range but right. a good wide range and you've but got like, a couple you know and, and i i hate to say you can discount the 12 but you kind of can. If you look at the other ones remaining, it's not too bad because you gain a couple points. So, like, you're talking yep. 14 to 23, which is... Yep. Which feels like a good spread. Mm-hmm. So, the way this premiere worked, this is Monday night. On Monday night, all 13 couples danced. Then Tuesday, everybody came back with a second dance. All 13 did dance again. However, one was eliminated, and that one is Jeffrey Ross and Edita Slavinska, one of the roast masters. And he's injured, too. <laughs> he got poked in the eye that day. Yep. Um, it's bad. <laughs> His personality kind of surprised me because I find, found myself laughing and I liked him more than I maybe thought that I would. Oh, he's definitely... I kind of knew I would find him funnier than I would find Adam Carolla. Yes. So I I know some Jeff Ross stuff because I have watched some of the Comedy Central roasts. So I know that I find him funny. So I, I did enjoy watching his package, but like the dance should be roasted yeah bad timing bad form is bad yeah he's wooden and stiff i mean he's trying but it is not good and i think go ahead oh i was gonna say edita did her best i mean she says she tries to bring out the best in her partners and he apologize he brings her flowers from day one to apologize for himself which is yeah. lovely. But it's just like, uh, there's not much more I think Edita could have done. Yeah. I completely agree. I think one of the parts that like kind of broke my heart the most is that Carrie Ann starts and she's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, how can I even really critique this? Like, I think your musicality is really off. And mm-hmm. he looks like surprised at the bad comments. But I mean, I didn't think the judges were at all wrong. No. So, but he he tried to have fun throughout. I mean, when he starts getting his three fours, he cheers after each one. Yep. It's a, like he's show. making the best of the yeah. situation. Now, I would have loved to know what his extra comment was going to be at the end because Samantha is throwing it back to Tom and Jeff says can I say one thing and the camera stays on Jeff and Samantha and she's clearly trying to find out from the producers do we have time for this because the chorus segment ran so long then you can hear Tom in the background saying the next bit that he's saying and we eventually decide nope Jeff can't say anything so we cut abruptly away I wish we would know what his joke was going to be Come on our podcast and tell us what this lost joke is. But we would be remiss if we did not mention Jeff Ross's best bit, which is 
Bruno about to begin his critique of Jeff, and Jeff walks up, and up goes the leg. So immediately following Chloris, I mean, it just becomes, like, we've all lost the plot. We have lost our minds on Planet Mirabolus. Which is my all-time favorite. This was one of the most bonkers premieres there ever was. It's not even, like, it's not one of my favorite premieres. But it's just so bonkers that I'm like, I will think about this episode probably forever. It's such a fun combo of everything. Like, it's just, you know, it goes so far off the rails. It never gets back on track. The dancing is, like, it's not horrible. Like, it's still decent dancing. Like, Mm -hmm. there are some dances that really do dazzle and that can stick out a little bit. Like, it's a really fun start to the season it makes me happy that we switched it up and we went back to doing guys women and men in the premiere it Mm -hmm. it worked this is a really i think a really good way to start off the season yeah and i also think it works considering they wanted to hire 13 and so doing a double elimination in week one is actually probably smart so the rest of the season can be normal um, I don't love doing two dances week one. I mean, I don't love it either, but if you're going to do 13, this is a way to make it happen. To do it. Yeah. So, Katie, I think we could agree Jeff is the correct boot from night one, right? Yes. So, yes. give your golden boot, eliminate somebody for night two. Ted McGinley. I think... If I were to eliminate somebody else, it's hard because I want to say Ted McGinley, but my other choice is Rocco Spirito. So in order to hurt you, I'm going to say Rocco. You would. I would. You would. Um, would you like to award your jaunty Seven? Who's the best dance of the night? I am going to switch it up and I am going to go for the not traditional choice and I will say Tony Braxton and Alec. That's a really good choice. Mm-hmm. That, that I think is my number two choice. Mm-hmm. I'm, but again, in order to be different, because it that was going to be my number one, but in order to not have the same thing as you, I'm going to do something that I'm not going to stand by at all. I'm going to give it to the dance that I enjoyed watching the most and was most impressed by. So I'm giving it to my people, Lance Bass. I'm shocked. You should be, because I was like, it was non-traditional. I don't like that. How dare they? And then I'm like, oh, but it was impressive. And I think it, like. Yeah. So, sue me. Oh, I will. So, that's the season seven premiere. We did it. We're in and out in a little bit less time than I think we expected. But don't worry, they'll only get longer from here. Um, (laughs) If you want marathon podcast episodes, make sure to leave us a review about how much you like that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can leave star ratings. And of course, you can subscribe, share this with your friends. Spread the love, spread the pod. 
If you want to interact with us, you can find us on Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic, on Instagram at jmp.pod, and on Twitter at jmppod. You can tweet us, you can slide into our DMs, you can tag us in things. You can interact with us. We're out there. We have received a couple, like, really really lovely messages from fans of the pod so like and thank we're you obsessed so- we're obsessed it, i mean yes we are <laughs> yeah i thank you so much for the kind words because it it really i can't tell you how much it means to us like mm-hmm. it is beyond heartwarming so katie and our fans i love you and i like you To Chris only. I hear you and I see you. (laughs) And please stay tuned for the final season premiere of Boston Legal coming up next. (gasps) Woo!